Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by freshman from the Holy Cross women's hockey team, Alexia Moreau. Alexia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Everything's going really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be there. Is it weird not to be technically a freshman, I guess, on the team anymore? I should say rising sophomore. I know, like the season just ended and it feels so different. We were just talking about that. Like we're not freshmen anymore and we're like really excited to meet the freshmen next year and like kind of like help them out about like how to get used to college hockey and the school and everything. So it's it feels really good. Well, I sort of want to start off this podcast kind of talking about the beginning of your hockey career and working all the way up to where you are today in college. So um, just doing research on yourself, you're from Quebec. So talk about what it's like growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? So I feel like Quebec is a really like hockey province. So like everyone like plays hockey there basically. So I started skating when I was like four years old, like figure skating because my mom was a figure skater before. And then I was like always going to my dad's game because he played in Europe and then came back to Quebec and started playing hockey there. So I would like figure skate for like 50 minutes, get off like 10 minutes for everyone. And then I would like get dressed up in hockey and I would practice right after hockey. And after like a couple like a couple months I was like I think I like hockey way better like I don't think the skirts and like the jumps are made for me so I told my mom I'm like I'm sorry mom but I'm more interested in hockey so I'm not going to follow your sport so after that um I played with boys um for a couple years and then I was lucky enough for Quebec to start a women's hockey league so I started playing with the girls and then until up to high school and then I was able to play both so I played um boys high school and then I also like at night, I would go practice with girls and play my games with girls on the weekend. So I got to touch the ice a lot. So that helped me, I think, developed a lot. So I think that's basically like I played pond hockey a lot with my friends as well, because it's like really popular in Quebec. But that's basically how I started playing hockey, just like watching my big brother and my dad play and like just having fun in the house playing mini hockey. Yeah, it must be nice for your development too to play with both. Uh, girls and boys because mm-hmm. I feel like the games are so different but it really helps you develop those different aspects as well especially when you're heading up mm-hmm. to higher levels of junior hockey exactly and um in Quebec at that time like we would only practice once a week with girls so I got the opportunity to practice like four times a week with boys so I would get like I would touch the ice basically every single day so I think that was like a really big advantage for me to like have really young to like get the like do with um our program with the men's hockey would be like really focus on skills and like abilities so I think that was really helpful to bring in my game with the girls who was your favorite player growing up was it someone on the national team or was it a Canadians player I assume I'd have to say that Mara Flippoline was like a really big like influence for me and I also got the opportunity to like watch her play in real and then she coached me too for a tournament so she soon became like my first player to watch and I still like it's so crazy how much like things she achieves still at her age and everything and I'd have to say like I'm a huge Habs fan so when I grew up grew up I was really looking for like Brendan Gallagher because he like plays with so much grit and like was such like a player that I wanted to be like when I grew up and I think I like kind of like I work really hard and like I love being from the net and like playing hard so I think I tried to like play both of their style and like bring it together is it weird being a Habs fan in Massachusetts that must be tough (laughs) I know like it's always been the biggest rivalry, like Boston and like the Habs. So it's really weird. Like sometimes my friend's like, oh, let's go watch the like Boston Bruins play. And I'm like, eh, I'd rather be just watching the Habs on the TV, I think. 
No, that's for sure. No, I, I don't know how you can handle it, especially the way the Bruins are playing this year versus the way I the Habs are playing this year. It must be uh, been, you sort of just kind of keep that to yourself sometimes. Yeah, they've been killing it, the Bruins, and our team has had like a couple of Bruins fans. So sometimes like they're giving it to me and like Emily Fortunato because they're both from Quebec. So they're like, oh, like how, where the Habs are or, like, oh, they're, they're having like a good run for Connor Bedard and like they're just like giving it to us. So. And there's a chance he might not even go on the team because I think they've won a few games. Right now, I think Anaheim or Columbus is like one of the worst teams in the uh, league, so they have the best shot at getting him. I know. I must admit, sometimes I hope they lose to get Connor Bedard because I think it would be a really good addition. But I will we'll say this draft him. class is supposed to be very, uh, very deep, and Adam Fantilli, who's one of the best college hockey players, is going to be probably the number two pick in the draft. And so that's not a bad uh, consolation prize if that ends up. No, I think. Yeah, this year's draft is pretty good. So I think um, the Habs have a really good prospect too right now. And just adding them to it, it will be really good. I have faith that we're going to be back on track soon. Yeah. And how weird is it to be coached by Murray Fulipoan? Like, she's, in my opinion, she's one of the best women's hockey players of all time, if not the best women's hockey player of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. So that must be cool to sort of get the chance to get to know an icon like that and also sort of like learn something from her to help your game as well. It was like, Amazing. So basically it was a team that we like went to a tournament and they would like scout us, hair, Kellen Willett, Julie Chu. And they wanted to make the first hockey all like girls team to go to um the Tournoi Puit Quebec. And then um so they're just like watching your game. So of course like everyone's like playing their best games. And then they like recruited me and then I went to like a couple rounds of tryouts and then I made the team. So like just like you listen to them talking and you know like they've had so much experience into like winning games and like what they bring to you like you cannot deny that's like the best advice that you can get because they've proved so much so I think it was like unreal and like it shows you like we're from Quebec like there's not like there's a lot of opportunities but like you always dream about like going to the U.S. like going to like travel for hockey and they've made it like she played in the NCAA and everything so I think it just showed us that, that there was an opportunity for us to like go far in hockey and everything. Now, before college hockey, you played for Stansted College and Shattuck St. Mary's. Uh, let's talk about Stansted before we get to Shattuck. Uh, what was that experience like for you playing there? So it was like so amazing. Like I love Stansted and I have like grown so much and mature there. I basically was in high school there um, in grade seven or eight and I went to a showcase with the guys and I started talking to like um Stenstead and we were I was not ready to go away from my house obviously I was like 13 14 years old and then we talked about going there in grade 11 and their like first line center um tore her ACL three weeks before going to um starting the year so they needed a center really bad and they called me and they were like would you be ready to go right now and it was like three weeks before going into grade nine year. So my dad and I went to visit and we like just loved him. We fell in love with the campus and everything. But my mom was so not ready for me to leave the house. Like I was still like the youngest kid and everything. So we just jumped into the adventure and like I had to learn how to do my laundry, like making sure like I was okay. And then it was a way higher level. We were playing U19 while I was 14. Um, So it was an adaptation to like face. I was like the youngest in this league. And Stenset is a really good hockey team. We practice every day. We work out, which was a new addition to my life because I was not working out before that. So overly, like, I think it really prepared me for college, Stenset. And, like, studying and being, like, around my friends and being away from home, I think I'm, like, so grateful for them. 
and I'm so happy I went there so early too. Yeah, talk a little bit more about your experience there because it seems to me like like what you said it helped prepare you for college hockey. How do you sort of how did you adjust to being on your own at such a young age, and how did you sort of adjust playing with much older players at such a young age too? And was mm-hmm. that a hard adjustment for yourself, or did it take some time to sort of get used to it all? I think it took a little bit of time. I think the two the first two months I was like it was everything was new and you just like have fun and you don't always think about doing your homework but then said was really good of like you have study hall from like 7 30 to 9 30 and you have to be sitting at your desk and like doing it because no one's looking after you to make sure like are you doing your homework that night and if you don't do it like you just like take like you're kind of like not following your school year that you should be in but the teachers there are really like amazing to you like we had advisors so we had like four or five students with one teacher because their classes were really small and we're only like 250 students so like the ratio between students and teacher was really good so they just followed you we felt like a really big family or coaches would make barbecues too so like the adaptation was really easy to like make friends and everything and felt like at home hockey wise it took a couple of like months like I wasn't like playing that much my first year my first couple months and like I just had to prove to, co- to my coach um, that I was having a really good like attitude and I was working hard in practice and had to show consistency through my whole year. And I think that like helped me out for college. Now, well. I know you played for Stansted and Shattuck St. Mary's before college. So I sort of want to ask you, how many years did you play at Stansted before making the transition to Shattuck? And how did that opportunity at Shattuck come about to come to the U.S.? So basically, I was at Stansted for three years. In my last year in March, we got caught by COVID. So we didn't play a whole my whole year, my whole last year, I didn't play a single game except like in between my team. So I kind of like started looking for um, an opportunity because I wasn't sure we were going to play the next year. And it was my last year before college and I had to like be playing games. So during my recruitment process, I started talking with Union, which Mitch was coaching there. And when I saw that Mitch had the job, at Shattuck for the new team. I was really excited for that. And I had like, I knew he was a great coach. I kind of like just reached out to him and was like, how are you like, how, is your team full? Like just trying to see like if there was an opportunity and he was really open to me coming and was like super excited about that. So we just like, everything happened really quickly. And then I went to Shattuck for one year and I absolutely loved it. Like it's a hockey school and like everyone is like always working their hardest. So it was absolutely amazing. I love Shattuck too, so it was great. <laughs> And obviously, Shattuck has the history of some of the best women's hockey players going there. I think Brianna Decker went there. The Lamoureux Twins went mm-hmm. there, along with Amanda Kessel. But you also have Sydney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon on the men's side. So how do you sort of try to handle the pressure of trying to continue that legacy when you're at that score? Is it something you guys don't really think about? I think you just, like, you're such in a place where everyone wants to get better because it's a place that they really, like, there's a ring that's always open 24-7 for, like, um, like 3v3 and then the coaches always have skills after like during the whole day and you just like it, are in the world that everyone wants to get better so like everyone like just works hard everyone just like you look up and you see all those banners of the national championship and you just want to aspire to be as good as them and then you walk in then there's like trophies and Cindy Crosby's picture and Kessel and you just it's amazing you just have to soak it up soak it in and just like love to be there What's the best memory you have at Shattuck? Um, honestly, all the little moments, like all the times that like we had a shinny with all our friends and like 
the guys came on and you're just like around people that are so like good people and all the small moments I honestly like I could not pick a single one because I don't have a single bad moment there so now you got recruited by Holy Cross that's where you ended up uh, going to college obviously so talk a little bit more about that recruiting process to Holy Cross and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at so before like everything went down me and my parents sat down and like put up some criteria that we wanted to like have in a school so like we wanted it to be good academically we wanted to have like a like really good coach that like saw like something in me and we wanted it to be close to my house and a bunch of little things like that and when I first started calling with them the coach Katie and Meredith and Devin they were really like good people and they like asked me questions that were not only related to hockey but like what I like in school and everything I just felt like really at home and because it was COVID, I couldn't like actually go visit. So we just had to like have a Zoom call and they would show me around and they just put like so much like interest into me that I felt like, okay, that I feel like great with them. It's only six hours from my house. It's Boston. I love the city. And it just like really felt right. And I had a really great connection with my coaches. So they really like, they saw an opportunity with, to me and I really appreciated that. So I just like... And I'm so happy with my cho- choice. We have great values and I think our team is really developing and we all want to like make a difference. So that's what I really like. And I think it's in a couple of years, I think Holy Cross could be a really good program and like be higher in the rankings. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of want to get back to this, the COVID aspect. I sort of forget that your class sort of was in the middle of it during your whole recruiting mm-hmm. process. So sort of much different than most players on your team, I assume. How did you sort of handle mm-hmm. that challenge of trying to find the right school during a pandemic when you really couldn't go see it uh, in person. Cause that must be a huge challenge because mm. for me, I'm like more of a visual learner. So I like to see what it's like and sort of get an idea of what it's like being a student on campus before I actually like set foot. And it's hard to do that. Like through a computer screen. I admit, like, I really like meeting people in person and get a feel like everyone says, like, once you go to college and you know, like it's the right one, like you just get a feel, like you just like feel like it's home and you cannot really do this while you're like, through a zoom call and trying to like go battle through like not being able to practice not being able to um play games so you really have to like trust your instinct and i think you just really have to like see people's values and the coaches that i chose are amazing and they really like are a people person and i really like that so i think it was hard but i'm happy i took this decision what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey was it the speed the game physicality the decision making um because obviously you have less time and space to create passes and get shots off or was it sort of just the off the ice stuff balancing academics and hockey because holy cross is one of the toughest universities in the u.s so that must be a challenge with all the hard academic workload that you have to balance it with a division one hockey schedule Mm -hmm. as well i think it's a little bit of both um i was lucky enough to go to stanton and shattuck so i they were like two really good like academic play school so i think like balancing my workload and like my hockey and off-ice training was like not too hard to do but I think the speed of the game like everything is so much faster like the the girls are really fast and then you have to like think it's second quicker and like take your shot a little faster and I think it took me a couple of games to really like get used to it but I think like it's still gonna take me like another season to get fully like comfortable in it but I think that I'm it was like a really good adaptation I think the physicality I was kind of used to it when I like the biggest when I like went in Stenson and I was 14 and 19 I kind of like had the same jump the girls are older but I'm still like I think it wasn't too bad of a jump for the physicality 
Well, it didn't seem like there was much of adjustment for yourself because you scored two goals in your very first collegiate game against Union. I remember watching that in person, which was a lot of fun. Uh, talk about the first goal, though, and where do you keep the pucks today? Um, I think the first goal, I got a rebound. I got a shot. I got a pass, and then I shot, rebound, and then shot again. And then everything just went like I couldn't remember anything. Like I just was jumping, and all my teammates were like going crazy. And I have those like – I threw my hands up and I was like oh my god like I cannot believe this um my parents were there so that was amazing because you didn't come to every single game so I think just having them there meant so much too um so my dad is like a big hockey fan so in our basement we have like that like he has like jerseys there and then like hockey sticks and everything so he made a little like um kind of like um poster with my like puck and like the pictures and like everything so we keep the puck there I gave it to him because he's the one that like got me into hockey. So it was kind of like my like thank you for everything. So I gave it to him. Well, the picture's amazing because you have all the since it was like kind of like a lot of chaos going around the net, and then like all the defenders trying to dive and take the puck away, and then you finally get that going. You're just like yes, and it's just like a great photo with all the traffic in the front of the net after you scored that goal. I love this picture. Like my line mate Brent is just on the floor, and she's like has a defender on her. And she just is looking up and she's like <laughs> smiling. And then Millie's just like, oh my God. So I, I just love this picture so much with everyone in it. Now you guys got to play in some cool places this year. You got to play in Lake Placid. Uh, talk about, first of all, talk about the Lake Placid games and what was like uh, getting that experience going over there and getting to play some non-conference games. It was really nice to like um, go on our like field trip with our road trip with our team. Um, my favorite movie in this entire world is Miracle. So it was amazing to just get there and like there's so much history in this building and you just want to be part of it and you look up and you see like all the names and everything. So it was like truly amazing to be there and like Placid is such a fun like town to be in and so our coaches let us walk around and we like really bonded as a team. Um, our games was not, were really fun to play against like people that are not from hockey. It's, like my best friend plays for Clarkson so it was nice seeing her there. Um, getting a feel of other leagues and like their level too is like really fun. So I, it was a really fun like weekend. Miracle is also one of my favorite movies. I have, so I have to ask, what's your favorite line from that movie? I, I don't have a favorite line, but I have a favorite scene when like the coach is just like bagging them. And then oh, yeah. um, someone like finally like says like, I play for this team and everything. And I just like, it just turns the movie around from there. And I just like love this so much. And of course, like his speech before the game, I think all my, like, at Stead said, one of my friends knew it by heart. So when we were, like, during COVID, um, Emily Fortunato was just, like, before every game that we played in between our team would just, like, say that speech. I wouldn't want to go, like, I mean, crazy. So that was such a good memory for that miracle movie in my life, too. Yeah. My favorite scenes are probably the one where the guy hurts his leg and he wants him to play in the game. And he pretty much, like, they go back and forth. That's a lot of fun. Or when the goalie, like, he's going to pull the goalie. And he didn't take the test and he like runs out and they start like arguing with each other. He's like, I want to see the guy in the net that wouldn't take the test. And that's, I, I used to play goalie. So that was like, why? That's why I always liked that one a lot. I love this scene. When we went to Lake Placid, everyone was like, Jim Craig did not take the test. <laughs> so everyone was just going amazing about that. So that's really funny. Now you guys also got to play in Frozen Fenway this year. That looked like a lot of fun. And you guys got the win against uh, Boston University where you scored a couple of times. Uh, what was it like uh, to have that experience playing outside at such an iconic venue, but also to score and win that game? Uh, because a lot of people sort of were just assuming BU was going to win that game, and you guys proved a lot of people wrong. Mm-hmm. It was um, 
this game was so important for a team first like it was amazing to just be like at the like at the park like it was like unbelievable and we got to practice before at Fenway and then we were kind of getting a feel and everyone was taking pictures our media team was like doing a bunch of fun things so just like getting there and like we ate too in that little like restaurant in the Fenway park and then when once like we arrived to Fenway park on like the real game um Quinnipiac was playing before so we got a feel and it started snowing so during warm-ups you're just skating around looking up and it's snowing and there's the like green monster and everything so it's like oh my god like this is amazing and then um BU had beat us before um that break and over time so we had like a pinch on our arm that like okay like we gotta like get it there and like everyone was ready to play and just getting that that goal was like crazy too um Millie made a great pass and a good play so I just like hopefully I was gonna capitalize and it went the game was 3-1 at that point when I scored and then they went back 3-2 so like just like our goalie played amazing kept us in the game and that goal probably my best like my favorite goal in this entire world um in my life so I was really happy about that and then <clears throat> yeah it was just like really cool and then our team was like coming back from break and we knew we wanted to turn things around for our team and like our seniors only had a couple games left so winning that game kind of like push up push us through a roll and I think we won like five out of seven games after that so I think this game really brought a lot to our team yeah, my favorite goal from you this past season was when you got that OT winner against Maine. Um, I think it was one of your last home games, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. uh, what was it like getting that goal um, and winning that game? Because I felt like at that moment, you were starting to show people that the program's starting to take the next step into being a competitive team in Hockey East and competing for championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was a really tight game. And we knew like Maine was a really good team. We had played them before. And I think we had lo- we had lost both games. And then we are in overtime and they just had scored late in the game. So it was a 2-2 game, I think. So I'm on the ice and I'm just like playing. I was with Fiener and Fortunato and Fiener was doing a great battle in the quarter, won the puck. And then I got it, passed it to Fortune. Fortune made a great move in front of the, of the net. Like I have to give her that credit. And I got the I got a backhand um, rebound. So I think it was good. Um, I sullied. I don't, I've never, I don't sully that much. It was kind of like, exactly and then <laughs> our team was like really happy about that win um I think this mean this win was like really good for our program and you guys got an upset win against UConn in their new home barn as well that was another big one um how important was that upset because they were 15th they were, I think they were ranked 15th at the time so it was important to show that you guys can also be ranked opponents in your conference as well Yes, exactly. Um, we were, it was our first game of three, so it was important for us to like show them that this was not going to be an easy three game for the rest of the season. Um, winning that game was incredible. Their new barn is like really, really nice. So everyone was excited about that. And we beat UVM at the beginning of the year and people were like, oh, maybe it's just a fluke. Like UVM is a really good team and just showing them that we can beat a ranked team into um, UConn to show that our team like was doing really good at this point and kind of like showed us that we could beat anyone in our league um, for playoffs and everything. So we were really excited about that. Plus you can beat ranked teams at home, but you can also do it on the road, which I think is important too, because I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's much harder to beat um, top opponents um, in their own barn just because it's such a tough environment, especially at UConn because they get a lot of fans there. Yes, it was like pretty packed for, I think it was a Friday game. No, it was a Saturday game. And it was like, it, I think it was one of the most 
fans that we had and they had really good fans and it was a nice rig so yeah it was like really good to win there unfortunately you guys lost to unh in the playoffs this year to end your season uh what did you take away from your first playoff experience uh, that you think is going to help you out for next season i think this game just showed us that like all the little details matter um they took the lead one nothing then we tied the game went three one and then they did three two three three so I, I think it just showed that like every detail mattered and it's such an important game um i think our team played really good um but i think UNH just came out really strong after the third and we just couldn't put it the puck in we had so many good chances too and to like our seniors played really good so i think you just gotta learn from this that like you gotta be consistent and play every like shift because you don't know what the next shift is going to propose. Um, I'm just really excited to play another playoff game and like show everyone that like yeah. our program is like moving the right way. And like, I really think that we have a good shot at winning next year too. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. That sort of leads me into my next question, but what is your goal team's goals and expectations for next season? Because as a fan of the program myself, I feel like you guys made a huge step this season, uh, beating those ranked teams and having more consistency but at the same time, you guys did struggle in the playoffs. And then, like, you guys had a good start and good finish. But in the middle, there was a lot of uh, – you guys had some struggles before break. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious sort of – if obviously to win a playoff game is, number one, your team's radar for your goals and expectations. But is there any other um, goals that your team might have for next season that you want to accomplish that fans might not be aware of? I think our main goal is to stay consistent. Like, we don't want to win more games. We, I think this year we set a record for the most win. I think we want to keep building on this. Um, just like keep winning against big teams, but also like teams that are like not as high ranked. Um, we want to win our first playoff game, obviously. And I think we got a good shot at it. And we just want to keep getting better. Our like team core is really tight and our values are really good. So we just got to really like come out strong every single game and keep building on that we're excited for next season we're putting the work off season right now and it's going to show next year is there anything that you want to improve on regarding your game for next year because you obviously had a really good season yourself individually so is there anything that you want to get better at that you think is going to make your game even better for next year because everyone says the sophomore slump is real so I, I don't want to see that for you next season <laughs> I heard that too um I think I want to be more consistent like I want to put a point I want to help my team every single game um if like it's from like working hard every game, putting like some goals, some assists for my team. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And I for sure want to like keep working on the game and the speed, like just my hockey IQ and making more plays with the puck. I think I'll be working on this a lot this summer with my coaches and keep getting stronger, faster, better conditioning as we're getting right now on our spring training. Yeah, no, that's definitely important because obviously – you know, there's us. There's stuff that doesn't get shown on the stat sheet that helps uh, win or lose games. Like those board battles uh, can create sustained offensive zone time that leads to goals, and it can tire out a defense, which I think a lot of fans, I feel like, don't give that part of the game enough uh, credit for. Yeah, I agree with that too, and I think it's all in the details. Like, I just want to work everything in my game. Like every detail matters at this college game, and I just want to keep building on that and getting better in everything. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're going to ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First one is what music do you listen to? I Honestly, I'm like the type of girl that like li- likes to listen to everything from Morgan Wallen to SZA and like yeah. a little bit of rap sometimes for games. I really like everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know how some people can listen to specific genres of music. It, I feel like I need to, I can, I have a playlist of 
I have a playlist of specific genres. So whatever mood I'm in, mm-hmm. I can just go to that playlist and listen to that. So it's definitely us. I, I just, I, I, I just always baffles me how people can only listen to one genre of music. I'm, I don't know how they can do it. I agree with that. And I have like one big playlist when I drive home, um, it's a six hour drive. So I have like a playlist with like every single genre and my mom will just, or my friends will be sitting and be like, how can you go from like music, rap, country, <laughs> pop, back and yeah. forth. And I just like, I don't mind it. I just love every single song. So yeah, as long but- as I love the song. Yeah, I'm in the same way, but I feel like certain moods require certain genres. Like before a game, yes. it's only hip hop for mm-hmm. me. But if same it's way. like just relaxing, probably like country or rock or something like that. Yeah, I agree with that too. What is uh, who? What is the most interesting thing you've read or seen uh, this week? I have to be biased about it. Um, I, we were our whole team watched um the March Madness because our woman basketball game uh, team were there. So we were all voting there and it was so fun to watch them like be in a big tournament like that. And it, it inspired us to like one day we want to get there. So I think we watched this and it was amazing. So I think that's the best thing I've watched this um, week. Yeah. Mine's a hockey related one going to hockey's championship game for the men's side last night. That was a lot of fun. OT winner from a Canadian's prospect in Lane Hudson. So that's another guy to get excited about. And yeah, just a lot of fun going to that event, just the atmosphere and, competing for a championship but also just watching a good game because i had no dog in the fight was just a lot of fun for me to see good hockey it's always the best as a fan to do that i know some of my teammates um casey borgale um her brother plays for merrimack so they all went friday and they were like it was such good hockey and they were all really happy about that so i heard it must have been a really good game yesterday too yeah i feel bad though for her brother because that was a tough that's a tough way to lose out on a championship in overtime i know that was like we were watching the goal and like it, it was a really good goal too. So I'm excited to, for him to play in the Habs probably in a couple of years. So yeah, it should be exciting. He's a more, probably in my opinion, the best defenseman in hockey East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard oh. great reviews about him. What is your most embarrassing hockey moment? Whew, that's a tough one. I, I feel like recently um, during the playoff game at UNH, I like had the pocket from the net on Arnett and I kind of like went to saucer it and it like didn't sauce and they kind of had a mini like breakaway so I think that was like I like have it in my heart and I was like oh my god that was embarrassing but like on a bigger scale like probably like everyone like um before a championship game I just walked out like he named called my name and I had like one skate guard and I just kind of like slipped but I think that's really basic but I probably most one of the most embarrassing moments yeah yeah, as long as there's no one, like, as uh, long as it's before the game when the cameras aren't on, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And luckily, M- M- Beck had your back on that moment, so it wasn't as embarrassing. Actually, actually, I know what the most embarrassing moment was. Um, This year, I was on the starting lineup, but, like, our team was, like, going up to the blue line and Merrimack. And I, I, like, I was, like, kind of, like, skidding, like, a good speed. And, like, I went to, like, stop, and I lost an edge, and I actually fell during, like, um the like starting lineup so I was just sliding in and everyone was just like looking so that was pretty embarrassing that's tough because you you guys try to look cool doing that too and that's yeah. that, that ruins that moment a little bit and during the national time I was like kind of looking at my skates like let people know like <laughs> I, I know how to skate it's like my skate obviously yeah but yeah that was embarrassing it's not as bad though as getting your name called and not slipping on the blue line after that. That's even worse. At least it's yeah. not like that. So at least that if I were you, I would think about that. It could have been worse. I know. 
I was like, I was like on the starting lineup a couple games after, and I was like so stressed that I was like, <laughs> this one's gonna happen, but it didn't happen, so I was just happy. Now, who's the funniest player on the Holy Cross women's hockey team? <laughs> we got some really good candidates for that. Um, I think I, I have like two people that are just like on top of my list. Emily Fortunato, probably one of the funniest person I know. Everywhere she goes, like always makes like the funniest joke and like it's just a funny person in general. And then Sophia Smithson. Um, I think she's just like her sense of humor is so funny. Like she doesn't even try to be funny and like what she says is just like so funny. So I think those two people just like bring up the laughs in a room. Now, your team has a lot of good style. I could argue that you might have the best style on the team. <laughs> Besides yourself, uh, who do you think has the best pregame outfits before each game? Um, I'd have to go with Lily Cataldo and um, Mary Edmonds. But on the ice, I'd have to say Casey Borgel and Bryn Sorella. These are my two, like, biased opinions. Yeah. I always say the goalie because the pads look different than everyone else. And <laughs> have a, be a little more creative with the mask and all that I stuff. Know. Our goalies have really good gear too. Like when they first got it first practice, everyone was like, "Oh my god, they look amazing." Well, the purple's a cool color because that's like not. I I feel like it's one of my favorite colors cause just because it stands out compared to the other hockey East teams. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that. I agree, and our jerseys are really nice. Like the white one is really nice, but the like purple and black are personally my favorite. Yeah. Um, with the like the purple helmet and everything i love it so much i've never been like a purple fan but now like i only want to wear purple yeah i wish you guys wore the white jerseys on the road and then the purple ones at home because every yeah. i go to a lot of home games for you guys and i never get to see those purple jerseys which is a little disappointing i know, I know. you'll have to come on the road they're like really nice to see oh yeah they look great i know you got i think they're new right i saw that i saw that they like introduced yeah. them this year yeah, we all got New Jersey's this year, which was really cool. It was a cool, like, I think they had chosen the purple one at Lake Placid. And one of our players, Lane, had, like, an injury at her ankle. And she just, like, after, like, the, our cheer, like, we just turned around and she was walking on the ice for, like, the New Jersey. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. That's awesome. Do you guys get to keep your jerseys after the season or do you have to give them back? Um, I, think I feel like I would not want to give them back. I think one of our seniors keep like the seniors can keep their jerseys, but I think we have to give them back. Oh man, that stinks. What do they do with them in the middle of the year and during the summer? I think they just like keep them store and then like bring them back the next season. Oh, that's cool. I just never thought of it, so I was just curious <laughs> about that. But um a good question. Last non hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? I'd have to say my two grandmas, they passed away when I was pretty young. So I'd love to like have a catch up and like talk to them about like everything I've accomplished and how like everything's everyone's going in my like family and everything. So I think I'd have to like choose them for sure. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now, the first one I want to ask you is, um, do you have any advice for any younger players that are listening to this episode on what it takes to make it to the college hockey level where you are today? Um, I think you just have to like, keep like believing like sometimes you like when I was younger I didn't make certain team and like you just got to keep like pushing and like know your word and like keep working hard every practice be a good teammate like coaches really look for that and like if as for Quebec kids like I like speak French at home and I learned to talk like for English when I went to like elementary school with um, a school named Vizio and I think just like really focus on like learning English because I think it can open a lot of doors for you and 
just like keep believing honestly like it's gonna bring you a lot of places and then what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion because in my opinion i think it all happens in the program uh in the pro game where you want uh you know the two leagues to kind of come together and where all the best mm. women's hockey players can go to one league and i feel like you can market that but i feel like there's a lot that can be done in the college game uh, i'm just curious what your thoughts are on that um i think we i think like we just got to keep like opening doors for a moment like there's a lot of nhl like there's girls that are, like starting to work with the nhl and like people are really tr- realizing that like we have a lot of skills and we like offer a really good game um for college i really think like people like you are like helping the game a lot like promoting us and like talking about like our game and just like making it more accessible for women to like maybe like have more teams in college and like keep like growing those big programs and everything i think just like creating opportunities for women i think we can like do a lot of things to help grow the game just like giving us a platform to talk about it like helping little kids and everything like i think that would help a lot well, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your former teammates current teammates family members friends uh, feel free to do that um, now okay i have a couple of shout outs i want to shout out to my parents and my family for always like helping me out and like believing in me and like giving me so many opportunities to like visit the whole world playing hockey I have to shout out my team because you guys are the best <laughs> and I love you guys so much. And then I have to shout out my best friend, Laurence from Clarkson. Hi, I miss you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, anyone we should interview next, I will tease a little bit. We're going to bring two very special guests back on the podcast uh, coming up in a few weeks. I got to reach mm. out to them. So that's my little tease from Holy Cross Women's Hockey fans that <laughs> listen to this. But um, any other players we should interview uh, from your team that we haven't done yet? Hmm. I feel like we have really good options. I think our team is really nice. Definitely maybe Casey and Charlotte. They're really good people, and I think they'd love to be on the podcast. Awesome. Well, how do you say thank you for coming on the podcast in French? Merci beaucoup d'avoir eu sur le podcast. Well, I don't know how to say that, so I don't want to butcher it, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, the Alexia, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. Um, take care and stay safe and have a great off season. And I'm looking forward to watching you play again uh, next year at Holy Cross. It should be a lot of fun. And thank you so much for your time coming on the podcast. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm so happy I got the chance to talk with you today. I felt like you were one of the more underrated players in women's college hockey this year. So hopefully this helps you get some recognition uh, from fans outside of the East Coast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you for all everything you do for college hockey. I think You've been putting a lot of like attention on us and we're like so like happy that you've been doing that so thank you so much